Hello guys, welcome to my podcast. This is Lay and you're listening to a pure podcast and this is episode one and I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty nervous but I'm excited because I know that God wanted this podcast to be done and he wanted this to happen because there's been so many things that I've been battling in my mind with that the enemy's been trying to get me not to do this podcast in general and so if you do not know who I am my name is Leigh McCray and I'm affiliated with a ministry called MWTG Ministries and we do Bible studies on Monday night at 7 p.m. and we stream on Facebook, YouTube, OTN Network, Faith TV, GDIC Network and I'm typically the head Bible study leader, but today you are listening to me as Lay, little old Lay, um, and I'm excited. And so this first episode, I, you know, if you read the title, you're probably going to be confused, especially, especially if you guys may know me or not know me, because I know a lot of people may know my testimony, but a lot of people that know me may not know my testimony, and this is the reason why. This first episode is going to be about my testimony and why I'm sharing my testimony and this will be a representative as me breaking free from the shame that my testimony I feel may hold. Um, And so yeah, if a lot of you guys that know me, um, you may not know my past, you may not know the old lay and a part of me is thankful for that because it can't linger over my head but I want people to know the power that God has. I want people to know what God did in my life because he did an amazing thing. He saved me from my sin. And so I'm just going to go ahead and say it and be very direct. God saved me from homosexuality. And when I first came to Christ and... I was very famous on TikTok and I was very bold about that in my life. I got a a lot of backlash from people I didn't know so I didn't care. I was like, I know what God has done in my life. I've seen the scripture for myself when he said those who practice ideology, idolatry, homosexuality will not inherit the kingdom of God. I know and I can't deny that any longer. God has given me an encounter. Um, this is what it is. God has saved me from homosexuality. But as I got closer to God, I began to get a little shameful to tell my testimony because my parents, you know, are now apostles and my sister's a pastor and people that know me don't know that I come from homosexuality. Are they going to think of me different? And I really wrestled with that. And sometimes still today I wrestle with that. But I I am okay with that because I'm not ashamed of what God did in my life. I'm not ashamed that God saved me from homosexuality. If anything, I'm the most grateful and undeserving of it because I was stuck in a dark place. And for God to 
up and snatch me out of that dark place even when I wasn't asking for it he literally snatched me in the midst of my sin I'm thankful for that and I just want to encourage someone if you are shameful of your testimony not of what God did but of your testimony because of what people will think I just want you to know that there is a verse that God has for us and it's Psalms 107 um, verse 2 and I'm going to read that from the NLT version it says has the Lord redeemed you then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. And when I read this scripture, I was praying and asking God, I was like, God, I need a scripture that for the people that's going to back why I should not be shameful of my test, my testimony, why I shouldn't, you know, hold my testimony in. And all I knew was that, you know, your testimony can free and save people, but I needed one personally for me, you know, God has redeemed me, question mark, then speak out and tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. It's like saying God has redeemed you. Tell them, show them the power of the Lord. Tell them, show them what the Lord can do. There are so many people walking around here who are stuck in darkness and they're looking for an answer. And us as disciples of Jesus Christ, knowing that he's the answer, knowing that he has redeemed us from our enemies. It's amazing and for and for what to tell someone that same thing that to tell someone your testimony and tell them what God did in your life. They're going to want a piece of that. They're going to want to know how do I get to know this God? How do I get to the same freedom that you have? How do I get to the point in your life and my life where I can live purely in who the person God has made me to be? Y'all, you're listening to The Pure Podcast, and that's what I'm going to be all about in The Pure Podcast. And so, I just want you guys to know what the word redeemed means before I get into my personal testimony. And it means redeemed, and this is the Christian definition, because if you look up the actual definition on the internet, there are many different definitions, but this is the Christian def definition. Redeemed means having been saved or delivered from sin or its consequences and so oh my gosh when you think about that it's like god has saved you from the consequences of sin which is death and to know that after he has saved you from that when you accept what jesus did on the cross and to know that all of that your new creation the old you has passed away and that you're a brand new being to know that you're saved from death and now you inherit the kingdom of God is like why would you want to keep that in who cares what other people say because you know what God did in your life and your testimony just gives God the glory and shows people how big of a God that you serve and to know that this is not something you could have done on your own you know, I'm not sure if people understand the saying, but in the LGBT community, they had this one little saying, which was, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a oldie, so I'm only 22, but I'm an oldie in that lifestyle. And they would always say, you know, once you go gay, you never go back. You can't just wake up one day and decide you're gay and wake up one day and decide that you're not. But my God says, why not? It's me who saved this person from homosexuality. So why not? Why can't they just wake up one day and be like, oh yeah, I'm gay. And the next day be like, I had an encounter with God and I'm no longer homosexual. 
y'all that's that's powerful and i like that the homosexuals say that because then it just shows when god's saying why not it's like you know that no other person could have done this but god and so y'all now we're gonna get into my testimony and if you guys know me personally really which would be my family or um my boyfriend um you know that in my childhood i had a lot of um, things spoken over me in my life and that really ultimately caused a identity crisis um when i was younger you know my parents wanted boys so bad and god gave them four girls and i was the last person to pop out i'm the youngest in my family um the youngest girl and you know my family I love them so much but at the time you know they spoke a lot of things over me that I didn't know were powerful you know life and death is in the power power of the tongue and they spoke a lot of life in the wrong areas of my life you know in my childhood they would always say I was like the boy of the family the rough one of the family and they just reminded me um that kind of that I wasn't a girl or something or that my interest was too manly or you know what I liked was too boyish and and I eventually clung to those those false identities at a very young age I mean I explored them at a very young age just less than general I explored at a very young age and it's it's a ridiculous age um I would say it was like daycare um first grade even um, I can remember back when I first touched lust and and just having people speak that over my life and and to tell me that I began to cling and explore um, the things that boys would do when we played house I was like the man of the house I wasn't you know playing the woman role I was being the manly person and people always called me strong and you're so manly and you're built like a man and you're just a err you know and I was like huh and when I was a child I just looked at it like I'm a strong woman like you know but the more that they told me I was a man I began to cling to that and I began to explore what men like which were women and I found myself doing things with women and participating in activities that women shouldn't be participating in not even women little girls we're girls at this point you know and as i got older that desire grew strong i found myself you know because i was secluded from you know from boys they didn't really like me because they thought i looked too strong or too mannish or you know i played basketball which is another sector of you know the stereotype that basketball players tend to be more homosexual basketball and softball players and um there is a lot of it in basketball but even more than that is like the false identities that were over my life as i got older i clung to them even the more my desire for women got stronger and i found comfort in women because i felt like that was my safety net um i couldn't feel embarrassed i you know couldn't be embarrassed because it's a woman to woman women know and struggle with the same thing so we understand each other right and so the first time I got my first girlfriend, which was in, I was in ninth grade, I believe I was in ninth grade, and that relationship 
God, we explored everything physical. And I think that was the, the gate opener to a deeper lust and to spirits that I had not known really or been educated about. But we had been dating for quite a while and it began to get serious and all of these things. And when I got to high school, by that point, you know, I'm wanting to tell my parents that, you know, I'm gay or at the time bisexual. Um, I became very depressed and confused of who I was and I felt very alone and unloved because my parents have been pastors my entire life and it's like how dare I be that child you know I grew up feeling like a huge disappointment to my family um I grew up feeling like a huge disappointment to human beings in general and you know it stuck with me um, for a very long time and so sorry guys it's so hard for me because talking about my testimony is so personal but it's very much needed so I I um I struggled with um, death a lot um, suicide and um, suicidal ideation and for a long time and in high school um, I felt like I had to live to survive and I felt like I um, I needed to be strong and that, you know, my cover up for that was I needed to be happy so that people would not think that I was sad or depressed or, you know, not any of these things, even though me being happy and sad behind closed door was like, I felt like it was an ultimate scream and I was mad at my parents for not knowing that I was depressed because I'm like if you're so close to this God then why isn't God showing you why isn't God allowing you to fill my spirit <laughs> and so I was angry with my parents for a long time and um when an incident happened between me and my sister and I came home and she exploited that um that I was bisexual to my mom she basically forced me to tell my mom um and my mom didn't respond so well. I mean, she was screaming and very upset. And, you know, that made me go in my shell even the more. Um, so I really, really, I did, you know, I grew up in church. and But I never had picked up a Bible. So I, at this point, wanted nothing to do with God, to be honest. I, I really rejected him and denied him and didn't care. Now, was I boldly going to just be like, you know, God, forget you, blase, blase? No, I grew up in church. I had this weird reverence for God where I was disrespecting him by not living for him. But at the same time, I wasn't going to go out here and be like, you know, forget you, God, like God ain't real. Like I knew God was real, but did I want him? No, because everything that I was experiencing at the time was not of him. And and it felt gratifying to be able to to live in that life but so sad because i was so depressed and i knew i needed a way out and but i just didn't know it was going to it was going to be god and and so by the time i got to college i hit 18 i was like i'm out of i'm out of my parents house now i'm going off to college and excuse the traffic guys i live in charlotte north carolina so there's a lot of traffic on the roads but by the time I got to college and I turned 18, um, 
I feel like I had freedom. I was like, you know what? I don't have a curfew anymore. My dad always taught us like once you hit 18, everything that we instilled into you should be there. We shouldn't have to ride your back. You should know how to be an adult. And I was like, yeah, I know how to be an adult. And guess what? I got one thing to tell you guys, you know. So I go to my oldest sister because um, she's, exp she's experienced, you know, having a, a homosexual um sibling as well and so because she's my half sister but I don't like to think about it like that she's like my whole sister at heart and I go to her and I say I'm, I think I'm ready to tell my parents that your girl is gay like I'm, I'm tired of living in this shell and I'm ready to tell them and I, I was so scared to tell them but I was but I was ready at the same time and um so we go in the room in my parents room and I sit them down and I let them know I can remember the day like yesterday I let them know that I am gay and my mom was just looking like I knew it and then my dad was just like you know he was like we still love you we're not gonna disown you and my mom was like what you're doing is wrong but we still love you and to be honest, my dad at the time, you know, I'm not sure where his head was at, um, but I know my mom was struggling and I really didn't believe I was going to go to hell for being gay. So I, I was cool. At this point, the world had gotten to my mind and my ideology and the philosophies that I had in my head. Like, I had been at college for maybe three months and every Christian that I talked to on that campus was like, you know, I don't believe you're going to go to hell for being gay, but what you're doing is wrong. Now, if you are a Christian in the faith of the Lord and the believer, you have a relationship with God, you can understand that that statement is very contradictive. Something can't be wrong and also be right and enter into the gates of heaven. God is a just God. And before... I got saved I had not known of this scripture of first Corinthians I think it's 13 6 through 9 but I had not known of that so to be told that you know <clears throat> you're gay which is wrong but I don't think you're gonna go to hell because I had not picked up a Bible I was cool I was set I was like oh period like these Christians are telling me this like they must know their word like you know I grew up with pastors so I wasn't really gonna question it I was like you know okay it sounds right so I was out here wilding y'all like I mean wilding like doing things on a different level that I would not think about um the only thing I was uncomfortable with is marriage I know for a fact because of just the way I grew up I was not gonna marry a woman I just didn't I don't know I thank God for never placing that dis like for never placing me in a position to like be confronted with that because I knew for a fact that I never had that desire and um so I never I knew I wasn't gonna get married to a woman I would talk about it but I, I never thought that I would do that actually and um you know so I had a couple girls that I would be talking to, you know, very like off and on and and you know even though I had the freedom of being homosexual, 
I was still very depressed and I wanted to kill myself and there was a moment when I was in my dorm room <clears throat> excuse me I was in my dorm room and I was about to end it all I had the pill bottle with ibuprofen and I was just ready to end it all and um, in that moment you know the only thing I could think of was, oh, I don't want to go to hell. Like, I grew up in church, so, you know, I knew certain things. Like, if you kill yourself, you're going to hell. And at that moment, you know, I get a call from my mom, and she's like, God tells me that you are close to death. Mind you, you guys, this is like the second time I've tried to kill myself. And in that moment, I wasn't crying because my mom called me. I was crying because I was like, I feel like this is the first time in my life where God has extended his hand towards me and let me know that in the midst of your sin, in the midst of it all, I love you and I appreciate you and I still um, want you to be mine, basically. I want you to know that I'm here, that even though you slay me, even though you have denied me, I love you and I just want you to know that, that your life, I've put you on this, this life for a purpose and mind you I did not get saved at this moment I just knew that God knew where I was that God heard me so I didn't kill myself and I started going to therapy and I kept hearing like being gay is okay and I feel like the enemy started to try to convince me but after I had that encounter with God I started really started questioning like I don't really think being gay is okay but I also haven't found a scripture that's telling me that being gay is going to send me to hell so I began to wrestle with what was right and what was wrong and what was the truth but I I, I never picked up a bible like I was just not that committed just yet and so I didn't pick up a bible i didn't go and seek out truth for myself if anything i kept talking to women i actually cheated on a female I've, i got very lost and i looked at this female and was like dude you don't need to be with me because something ain't right with me i'm messed up i just cheated on you i don't think you need to come back to me i need to work on myself because i cheated on you because you wasn't giving me love and i'm finding love in the wrong places did i know where i needed that love to come from i actually didn't know i didn't know that god needed to be the one to fill that void in my life but I knew for a fact that I didn't need to let that female be stupid and come back to me because I knew that I had issues. And so I thought because I was going to therapy, I was working on that. I was really going to therapy so I wouldn't kill myself. And um, it got to a point where I was talking to this girl from Connecticut, not Connecticut, it was Kentucky. And this is around when COVID was happening. So we're talking 2019 in December. And she came down from Kentucky. She was on the women's basketball team up there at the Division One school. She came down during her, I don't know what, what it was, break or whatever. And she came down and we spent time together. And this was when like they were thinking about sending everyone home for campus and all this stuff. And she came down, we spent time together. As you guys know, I was dibbling, dabbling in lust, so that's where I was. And I did those things. We did those things, and we were getting very serious. I mean, we were taking things slow. I was like, you know, last time I jumped into a relationship really fast, you know. So I don't want to do that. I want to take my time. And we were going hard, and we really started to like each other and I could see myself 
with her so much so that I began to figure out like how can I get up there to her school so that me and her could be together me and her could be closer and I didn't want to go home for COVID I did not want to go back home I loved the freedom I loved and I was gratified by the freedom that I had not being around my parents even though they knew I was gay I still didn't want to go back home I was like you know I'm I'm living wild and free up here like why do I as a person have to go home you know and so I was set. I didn't want to go home and days went by and it was like oh I think I kind of want to go home like it's like I think I kind of want to go home like the campus is closing down everything is like shutting down I think I need to go home I didn't take COVID seriously at first I thought it was going to be like a shutdown you know I didn't think it was going to be a pandemic so I go home I dropped the the girl that I was talking to off at the airport so she could go back to Kentucky me and her talking every single day and my mom would go to work she would come home and I found myself sitting in the bathroom with her when she would get off of work you know um she'll be taking off her jewelry and she would begin to talk to me about the Lord and she was like nervous too and I was like I looked at her and I was like girl I was like just because I'm gay don't believe I don't mean I don't believe in God I was like you can talk to me about God like I believe in God come on now and um she was like okay so she began to tell me all these visions that God was showing her and one day she told me that God gave her a vision of the of the of the road cracking open and there were people a lot of young people in the core of the earth and that represented like hell but she said they weren't thrown in the lake of fire yet they were just in the core the depth of the earth and they were screaming like I'm sorry God like you know they were just very um regretful and they and they recognized that God was real the God um who has the son Jesus Christ that died on the cross for their sins that God and I remember I knew homosexuality was bad at this point so I remember being like dang I'm going to hell you know and I walk back upstairs and I look at the girl that I'm talking to I was like you know we're going to hell right she's like yeah but I don't really try and think about that every single day and I was like oh and she was like, yeah, I'm not really ready to to stop what I'm doing yet. And I was like, oh, and I was like, me either, though. I'm not really ready to stop what I'm doing. So we kept talking, but I started feeling very like something on the inside of me started to be kind of like not like a homosexual, like homosexuality anymore. Like I stopped having a taste for it in my mouth like I used to. Like I liked her or whatever, but like. I stopped liking being homosexual and I know that sounds weird but I stopped having the desire to do what I wanted to do but I wasn't fully ready to stop doing what I wanted to do and so there was one day where me and my sister we got into this huge argument and I guess I said something very messed up and I don't remember what it was but um I woke up at five in the morning that that night or in the morning and I began to cry hysterically like I was crying uncontrollably and I began to send sorry messages to all my sisters 
because I began to see I, it's like my eyes were open to how wrong I was or how how I treated my sisters over the years it was this weird heart change that was happening that I had no idea what was going on and I send these messages to my sisters because I'm just feeling very remorseful about the things that I've said to them growing up. I mean, guys, I've said some hard stuff to my sisters. I caught one of my sisters fat. I um, said I hate you to my oldest sister in Paris. I pulled her hair out for no reason. I just used to get on her. I just used to fight her just because she was like the goody-goody of the family. You know, I was very, I lashed out a lot because I was in a lot of pain. I felt alone and I felt like I was the disappointment of the family. So I was like, I'm going to act like the disappointment of the family. And so that went and I continued to talk to that girl. And maybe some days later, I woke up at the same time again around five in the morning. And this time I woke up and I looked at the FaceTime because me and the girl would sleep on the phone. And I look at it and the look that I give because she's sleep. It wasn't a good look. It was like a, oh, I don't even want to be with you no more. Like, I don't even want to live the way that I'm living right now. Like, it's all of this putting a bad taste in my life. Like, I was like, I'm done. Like, I was like, I'm tired of this. I don't want to live like this anymore. Like, what do I, but I didn't know where to turn to. I was like, I don't want to live like this anymore. And I felt what I felt on the end. I began to cry. And what I felt was I felt in this moment, this is the first time that I had felt the presence of the Lord, his love so strongly. And at the same time, I felt if you guys can, if you guys could see like a mother or, or a father pulling their child out of the mistakes that they have, like if you could see that, I felt like God was telling the enemy no more. You cannot play over my child no more. I'm snatching her back. That's what I felt. And I began to cry. I began to speak in tongue. I began to just weep and I began to just allow his love overcome me and I ran downstairs and I told my mama I said I'm done being gay I'm done with this life I said I just I'm just done I want to live for God I want to live for God I want to live for God and I began to cry and I said I said mama what do I say how do I get saved what do I do and I, I mean I, you would think I never grew up in a church <laughs> And she told me what to say. And I went back upstairs and I told that girl, I said, I'm done with this life. I said, I don't want to be with you no more. I don't want to want to be gay no more. I said it very respectfully. And I told her, I said, you need to get your life right too. And from that day forward, I didn't talk to her no more. And I cried for three days. And it was like I was cleansing. I was cleansing. And after that, after I gave my life to Christ, it started my journey of being a new creation, learning how to allow God in my heart and to cleanse all of the impurities that were on the, that were on the inside of me, all the residue that was left over. I had to, and still do to this day, learn how to let God in and to clean up any residue that is keeping me from living purely who God has called me to be. The first place I started with was letting go of the false ideology, the false identities that were held on me my entire life. And the reason why I am so thankful that I'm able to get all of this off my chest and share my testimony in this pure podcast is because this podcast is about learning how to live purely who God has called you to be 
not based on what someone else says you should live, not based on what someone else has called you to be, but living purely in who God has called you to be without any of the false identities, without any of anything, just living in who God has called you to be without any other impurity, living purely in who God has called you to be. And if there's someone on here that my testimony has touched and you just want to come to God and you're like, God, I no longer want to live according to who people say that I am. I no longer want to claim these false identities. I no longer want to be that person anyone no more anymore. I want to know who you are. Just repeat this prayer after me. Just say, God, God, come into my heart. God, I want to know who you are. I believe that your son died on the cross for my sins, God. I believe that he rose on the third day. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. I believe that Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. God, come into my life. I want to be a living sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen. I really hope that this testimony has reached the right person, even if it's just one person. I just want you guys to know that testimonies are strong and it can save someone and they're not to be held in they're not to 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 be that the enemy will tell you that you should be shameful but testimonies are there to set people free and i just hope you guys enjoyed this and just catch me on episode two um my episodes will be dropping every saturday at 12 p.m easter standard time and just catch me back here at pure podcast um you can find me on instagram at pure podcast you can find me on youtube as pure podcast and you can watch me and i can even make a facebook page for people who have facebook you can catch me there at pure podcast at the pure podcast by Raleigh mccray peace out guys